Hey guys, welcome back to Arise with Amber, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I so enjoyed my conversation last week with Debbie. And once again, we are going to finish up our conversation. We have so much more to say. So sit down, grab a cup of coffee, whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening from, you're welcome here. I pray that this this conversation blesses you as much as it blessed me. Even though she's my mother-in-law, I still glean wisdom from her every single day. So sit down, enjoy our conversation. Here is the second half of the Arise with Amber podcast with my sweet mother-in-love, Debbie Smith. Okay, so we talked about what were some things that were helpful and what were some things that weren't so helpful when we were going through or when you were going through seasons of grief. And it, it's, I love how you said the Lord uses what we've gone through to prepare us for what's coming next. And so I think it, it felt like, at least on our side, or, or for me, and you can maybe explain it better, that after we lost Chris, we were finally, finally started to seem like we were coming up kind of for air and kind of finding joy again and laughing again and smiling again. And, and, and then June 4th happened and we lost Riv. How, I'm, I'm, I mean, of course I know how you, of course, I don't know how you feel personally, but I can imagine how you would feel as a grandmother. And I think people tend to focus on the parents in a situation like that. You know, like we lost our son, but we, we tend to forget about the other people who were suffering too. You know, you, my mom, my, my dad, Tyler, Parker, you know, uncles, aunts. How was that? How was the loss of a grandson different in the loss of like your dad or your husband? I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but I think, I'm, I guess I'm just wondering how, how did that look differently for you in how you grieved? Well, it looked differently because he was three. Yeah. In my mind, he wasn't supposed to go now. Yeah. In my mind, you know, in my heart. I mean, we can make some, we can make sense of our dads and our spouses because we know that, you know, we're, we're all going to die and we will uh, lose a spouse. We're going to lose our parents, you know, we're going to lose them. Then we'll lose a spouse and then, and then we'll go into heaven and then, you know, our kids and our grandchildren stay. And then they do this, you know, um, it was different because he was three. It was different because he was the first in both families. Um, it was different because I was witnessing such severe loss with my children Mm -hmm. with you and Granger and and my um, my grief was severe I mean I love River so much but it wasn't about me at that time it's about you and Granger, and I had read. I knew y'all were going to go to counseling, but I read on their website the statistics for parents to lose a child, and they were staggering, mm-hmm. and they were so high. And I got on my knees and I said, "Lord, 
use me. Don't let this happen to them. Help us through this. Help us through this. And and so I wanted to be available. And, and, and I was, my schedule was such, because I lived alone. I did not work outside my home. And my schedule was such that I could be flexible, that I could come and, and be there for y'all. Um, and to be there for, for, you know, for Tyler and Parker as well. Um, but to be there with y'all and to help y'all and to help London and Lincoln to let them get through this, but to make sure that they could be children yeah. And could have fun and to to experience joy and to not to take on the burden of of whatever the enemy wanted to put on them yeah. as children. Um so what um thank you. Five years down the line now, what um what advice would you have for other grandparents who who might be in that season right now, who might have just lost a grandchild or are watching their kids go through suffering? I know that that was that was the hardest thing I think for my mom. Is she said that she just felt so helpless that there was nothing that she could do to help. But is there anything that I think I know what you're going to say? But is there anything that you would say to that grandmother or grandfather or you know that that might be on day one of grief of losing. <laughs> I would say I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's hard. I'm so sorry. And I would say to grieve, to grieve. Yeah. It's so ne- necessary and normal to grieve. Mm-hmm. I-, I would say, you know, I, Pray about it. Pray. Mm-hmm. Lean on the Lord. Um, and don't look past this moment, really. Stay. Don't think about, well, what about tomorrow? What yeah. about next week? What about next year? What about anything beyond, you know, we only have this moment. We're, we're only promised right now. We're not promised tomorrow anyway. So that is just futile thinking is to even go anywhere beyond now. And God gives us the strength for now. His grace is sufficient for right now. Um, and if it's not, and, I, and I've even heard you say this before, you know, is is just get through. If, if you can't make it through, if you don't think you can make it through the day, then just make it through the hour. If you can't make it through the hour, just make it through this moment. One breath. Don't put unnecessary expectations or or burdens on you yeah. or what is expected of you to do. Um, it, it's just deal with this this moment and this time. And you know that it it's for grief, but it's also for other times in our lives where we are 
like a brand new mom. Yeah. I mean, I was just yeah. telling my, I was just telling Amy this week, you know, I said, you've just had a baby. This, this is a, a time right now that you need, you need to recover from having this birth mm-hmm. and your baby is so small and, 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 you know, everything else can wait and it's more important for you to take care of you and to take care of this baby and to, to, you know, let, let us, all those that are here to help, help you. Uh, it's, it's, you know, for, for those that don't really want to ask for help or mm-hmm. feel like, you know, well, we, we, we're, we can do this. We've always done this before or, you know, which I, I was like that. It's hard for me to ask for help. Uh, but, you know, whether you're a new mom or, or any difficult, difficult situation, you know, ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Don't be, you know, I can handle this. I can do this. On my, we can't. No. And that took me, took me three babies to learn that. <laughs> to finally, like, just say, okay, yes, I will take help. But I love that you said that because you've told me that before and you've told my friends that before. You know, my, my friends have come to you for advice and you, you know, if, if something's going on in their life or they think, you know, they, they're just going through a divorce or they've just lost someone that they love or like you said, they ha- just had a new baby and they think, I can't do this. Or they're looking six months or six years down the line I, thinking, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And you always say, you don't have to. You just have to do it right now. Yeah. And that's such good advice, especially for anyone who's in a wilderness season or a season of grief. Just not look, not to look so far ahead. Just focus on this moment right now and that next five minutes or that next breath or that next heartbeat. Well, and that's, I learned that somehow. I yeah. mean, I didn't just, yeah. I wasn't born with that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, some probably older woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some, a wise, you know, that's like, woman. oh, this, because there are those you know, of us, well, I'm not going to, but those that have learned through the tough seasons and learned through tough lives that God has taught them and, and, and through, through those tough seasons, those lessons so that then don't keep it to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, share that information. I couldn't have gotten through that if, if I had continued because I was one of those that felt like, you know, I've got to do it all right now, mm-hmm. right now. And I've got to do it all mm-hmm. myself. And didn't really allow myself to just um, accept help Mm -hmm. or to not look ahead, not to be anxious Mm -hmm. about anything. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You know, only, you know, through, through Christ. Um, Because he tells us not to, not to be anxious about anything. Um, But we are. I had a question. I, I asked for questions on my Instagram because I, I said that I was going to be talking and sitting down with you. And, and I had someone that wrote, she said, I'm a widow and a grandma too. How do you keep busy and not get lonely? What does your time look like at home? We keep getting, we're like, please move here with us. <laughs> but what is your, how do you, how, what do you do to stay busy? And how do you, how do you keep from getting lonely? Well, let me, let me answer the lonely part. First of all, there's no pill. Well, there may be a pill there, <laughs> to not be lonely. Yeah. But we're all going to be lonely. I, I've told my sister who's a widow. She became a widow seven months after me. And we we talk a lot. We're close and we talk a lot and talk about widowhood as, as I do with another sister-in-law. And um, we've had lonely times when we were married. Mm-hmm. We've had, we all get lonely at some point. We are, we're not ever going to be not lonely, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But that's the time that we 
realize we're not alone. God is here in the lonely as he is in the busy, mm-hmm. and he can use the lonely. Um, go call another lonely person. You know, there's somebody else out there. Maybe just a text or do something. Help somebody else. That you you get so much more. We, we receive so much more than we think we're giving when we serve others. Yeah. Um, when we feel lonely, mo- most likely there's a lot of people out there also feeling lonely. Call somebody up. Um, talk to them. We don't always want to do that, and I don't always do that either. Um, but those are the things that when I do, I, I realize it. And then sometimes I just do the next thing, yeah. things that I'm maybe putting off and I'm thinking too much and thinking about my feelings too much. Well, I don't feel I'm feeling lonely or I'm feeling sad or whatever. Well, it's okay sometimes to feel sad, but you don't want to stay there um, when things need to be done mm-hmm. uh, because you, and you can kind of know when it's going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And so you can get up and get busy, um, uh, hands to work, hearts to God. Um, and my life is, I mean, right after Chris died, I bought cows. A lot of people thought I was crazy, but that was something that we'd, we had talked about doing anyway. And so, and he had kind of set it up. I mean, he had already, um, had it budgeted. He had, you know, was, was preparing to have fences put up, uh, um, and so forth. And so I just went ahead and called the person that we were going to call and said, let's go ahead and buy them. That kept me busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I had a son in college. Um, and so all of his activities kept me busy. Uh, taking over all the finances um, kept me busy. Um, taking care of my grandchildren, visiting with family. Kept you very busy. Kept me busy. <laughs> and I, busy. Have a, I have a long I have a lot of projects that could keep me even busier, but, uh, you know, I've chosen, there's some that I've chosen to do and some that I know that I can get to at some point. But if you don't, if if you're starting from scratch, then, you know, what are your hobbies? Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you enjoy? Get involved in your church. I mean, there's so many needs in the church and, and, you know, they could use help at different places, but, you, you know, you, you get helped when, when we help others, but, but I would say, you know, start start there. That's yeah. a good place to start. I love um, that. That's such good advice. And you you just kind of very quickly brushed over. You said something. You said, hands to work, hearts to God. I love, and I love that. And you just, you exude that. And you, you like you said, serving others brings you joy. And you are so good at truly serving others. And you have, you have shown up for your family and, and, friends and kids and grandkids in so many ways. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for you. Well, it's, it's easy with your family. It's <laughs> easy to come and, and serve and, um, you're so welcoming and it's, it's, it's a blessing. Um, and I, 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 I truly enjoy it. Um, it would be work. Um, and I, and I realize that may not all the, be the case in every situation, um, in every family, but we can, if we start with ourselves rather than wanting anybody else to change, you know, well, if the situation was different, because I've heard that before, mm-hmm. um, uh, but it is reciprocal, you know, mutual respect for each other. And, um, uh, but, but it, yeah, I, I enjoy my family and I, as long as, as, as long as y'all 
allow me to come and 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 help out I get so much pleasure from that as well I want you here all the time (laughs) (laughs) trying to see there's I had some more questions that a few people wrote in I want to see which ones we should get to Um, I I have a friend who has lost her mom and she asks what advice do you have for young moms who don't have their mothers here on earth anymore how can they find or initiate relationships with older women to kind of have get advice get that motherly advice that they don't have and this will work for dads too you know Um, what do you recommend are there people that you kind of mentor or have relationship with who is like you're you're kind of like that maternal if they might not be your actual children. I've always said that sometimes we get so caught up in titles. Mm. We get so caught up in them that, well, I don't have a mom. And I'm, for, first of all, for those that, you know, I'm so sorry if you've lost your mom. Mm. I'm so, so sorry. And that is, that is, a, that is a loss. Um, there are so many older women that want to feel needed that would love to have a relationship would love to see the young family um and help out a young family be part of a young family and and over in my lifetime it seemed like god had always placed a widow next door to us Mm -hmm. or an older woman a few doors down from us that we had a relationship with and um uh, one the one of the first was um, was the uh, she wasn't a widow she had been divorced but she lived alone and um, um, we got to know her and she got to know us we had a relationship she she and her little dog would go for walks and she would stop by and we'd talk and chat and and um, and then I became pregnant and then she got to know Granger and just loved him because her grandchildren live so far away and that that's the case in a lot of families mm-hmm. you know they're separated by distance um and I remember at one point as a young mom I was 23 and had a baby my husband worked downtown Dallas far away you know well we lived northern da- Dallas so you know it was like early in the morning left and come on late in the evening and at the time I wasn't with a, a new baby I wasn't going anywhere involved in a lot of things I was home mm-hmm. and um there were times I would love to just run out and just spend a few minutes to myself or or just to go take a breath or I really liked jogging at that time Mm -hmm. so just to go run and to be revived a little bit so I just asked so I would say initiate just ask all they can say is no but I asked this lady I said would you this wonderful Jane was Mm -hmm. her name I said would you be willing sometime but because I could see the the uh, the you know things transpiring I could see she really liked Granger and he liked her and as a baby and I said would you be willing sometime to to babysit and I could dash out and she said I would love to and she worked all day so that time would either be weekends or like after 4 30 but she to her she's the one that came up with it was she became Grandma Jane mm-hmm. my parents lived uh three and a half hours away Chris's parents lived four and a half hours away her grandchildren all lived far away so I would suggest to any young mom um, 
initiate, mm-hmm. ask, ask somebody, because it could be a beautiful, and it was for us. Yeah, she so, might have been wanting to do that all along, but didn't want to yes. overstep or reach out, but it was so good that you initiated that. Yes. And kind of stepped out of your comfort zone. I'm sure that was, it's always hard to ask for help, and you feel like you don't want to put anyone out, but they want to help. Yes. And that brings them joy. And she did. Yeah. And it brought her great joy, and it was, it helped me, and, and that just, our relationship became even stronger. Yeah. I have two more questions for you. One is, who is someone who ha- who if you have looked you have looked up to in their walk with the Lord in their faith? Who who is poor? Who poured into you as you were growing up? Who who was like that that figure that you truly looked up to? Who helped you in your walk with Jesus? Well, I I would have to say my mom mm-hmm. since she was always there. And she's the one that gave me, you know, my my first Bible mm-hmm. read to me when I would lay down to take a nap with my little brother when everybody else was in school and modeled for me, you know, what I always wanted to do. And that was to be a mommy mm-hmm. and and to um, raise children. And um, I would I would say I would say my mom and, and I would ha- always I would also after saying that would have to say my Mm mother-in-law and the reason I say that is because she challenged me my mother just accepted me unconditionally I mean I could do no wrong well when I was little I could do a lot of wrong (laughs) but as I became an adult you know she was more biased because I was her daughter Um, my mother-in-law challenged me in a lot of different ways but I saw I saw her um uh, model Christ in other w- in in other ways. I saw my mom, and then I saw my mother, and also probably those two, two, um, because we prayed together on our knees. And she had a bad bag bad back, mm. and so there was a time where we prayed for my mom in a situation where, you know, we felt like prayer was ne- needed, and we went together and we prayed. So she my she was a very strong spiritual influence in my life and I learned so much from which carried me on to me being a mother-in-law um, and I know that I make mistakes in my life I did not want to make some of the mistakes that I saw her make with me mm-hmm. so I thought okay not going to be as opinionated <laughs> as a mother-in-law uh, but, I also, but I also want to read my bible and and and, and learn from God's word to uh, be conformed in the image of Christ, um, to live my life, mm-hmm. not just to read my Bible and go to church and be a quote unquote good Christian, or as Granger says, cultural Christian, but to live it out yeah. so that when people, well, so that I can glorify the Lord and hopefully help others, but that others see Christ in me. They don't see me. Um, they see Christ. They see um, any good that's in me because that is him. Yeah. It's not me. I can't do anything without his help. I can't even take this next breath unless he decides to give it to me. And so I want all, everything that I do to be the glory, to the glory of God. But I would say, the reason that she, uh, my mother-in-law was such a strong influence is just because I was always on my toes. <laughs> she just challenged me and, and role modeled to the point, though, that 
I saw her strength and I saw her depend on the Lord and mm-hmm. I saw her live out her life in so many areas, so many situations that she shared with me that I was able to pray with her and that God used that later in my life, the same situation. Mm-hmm. And I had that role model in my life that, that was before me to the point of then where she went and then I was able to, um, God was able to use me when she went into a nursing home and then I would go and visit her and, um, be there with her at the end of her life. Um, and what a blessing she was. And I wanted to, I wanted to be all of the, the good that God, that I saw the good that was in her, that was Christ. I wanted to be like that because I didn't always see that. You always hear daughter-in-law, mother-in-law yeah. um, situation. And and again, I have to take it back to our very first conversation about commitment. I think we have to make decisions yeah. in our life. And hopefully, based on Scripture, based on God's Word, make a commitment. Is This is the way I want to live my life. And, and I've heard others say, live it from the end of your life. Live your life backwards if we're... Uh, you, you want when, you know, God takes you to heaven, where, where you want to be at that point. Live it like that rather than this day to that day is looking back. And um, so that's the way, make a decision. This is the way I'm going to act. This mm-hmm. is the kind of relationship I want to have. Can't control anybody else. I can only control myself. Mm-hmm. And with God's help and forgiveness mm-hmm. of all the mistakes that I'm going to make yeah. and all of my weaknesses come in and, and um, be my strength and power. I love that. How can we pray for you in this season of your life? We always, we, we have prayer, our prayer warriors in the comments and we, we pray for each other and, and there's, this is kind of like our little virtual small group where we lift each other up. So how can, what, what can we pray for you about in this season of life? Well, thank you for asking. I could always use prayer. I want prayer. I think prayer is so vital, yeah. so important. Um, uh, we are to prayer, uh, to pray. Um, I don't think I said t- uh, thank you, first of all, for having me as as a guest on your program. Yeah. I, I listened to all the, pro- I, I told you that I've, I've listened to all of them and, and appreciate so much. And I know that helps so many people. Thanks to all of those that, even wanted to hear from me today because I'm just me. I mean, I hope nobody's disappointed or, oh, really? That's who she was Oh, my goodness gracious. Up. This is going to be the best episode ever. I'm so well, grateful that you that you said yes, and I know it's going to bless so many people. You are so wise, and you are such a deep well, well of knowledge, and you, you exude. You live it out just like you wanted to, just like you wanted to do as your mother-in-law did. You do that. Well, and you do that for me, and you do that, do that for London and Lincoln and Mav and so many, and I'm so grateful that, well, that you I, came. I appreciate that. And so the prayer is, yes. I that's what I want to do. I, I, I've, I want to do, I want God to use me to do that. Yeah. And to, um, I want to love him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength, with all my mind. And uh, I want to love others. I, and and I, I want the Lord to tell me, And if I can help somebody along the way, I really, 
I want to I want to give hope because there is yeah. there is hope and you 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 share that every week and it's so true. Oh my goodness, guys! I'm so so grateful for this conversation. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. You can comment down below if you have any other questions. You can email me at arisewithamber at gmail.com. You can find me at Amber Emily Smith on Instagram. I'll see you next time. You're chosen. Bye. Thank you guys so much for joining me. We so appreciate you being here. If there's anyone that you would like me to interview, any person that you have in mind, any questions that you have, please shoot them over to me, arisewithamber at gmail.com. You guys are chosen. I'll see you next time. Bye.